Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. everyone and welcome back to star fellows your favorite DD podcast in a galaxy far far away i'm your dungeon master rob and with me as always are my friends and yours han say Hello. hi <laughs> i was so muted sorry <laughs> uh Sam. yo and brennan are we doing this every episode <laughs> like oh my god it's nice it's to it's have me. a little intro it's nice to have a good <laughs> little cute. intro it's, it's different, cute. it's fun, it's a breath it's of fresh air. Rob is like God now, Rob so can do whatever are we to question wants. God? It's his show now. <laughs> it's his. Yes. Not a fan of cold opens. We need, we need an intro. <laughs> um, cold opens are best used, um, you know, in the, in the right moment. Not, not all the time. <laughs> Where we last left off, our adventurers met the criminal underlord Brick, in the back room of the Starlight Bar, where he distributed the bounty for one missing Tegruten uh, senator's daughter, Oko Valneem. Um, but before our adventurers could retrieve that bounty, they had to test their mettle a little bit against the Villafox gang, another unruly bunch of ne'er-do-wells um, with bright red Vs on their armor. Brick took them down to a lower level of the starlight where they fought in a giant arena filled with alien spectators, um, where they promptly kicked the ever-loving shit out of the Villafox gang um, and retrieved the bounty puck as their prize. They got two separate leads for where to start looking for Oko. One was back in the Power and Lights district at the bar The Sleepless Circuit, where she was pinged at um, in their guest registry a few days ago. Um, and the other lead was, uh, her last known location according to her father, which was, um, the Solar Swirl, a tea and book shop in 500 Republica. Now our three adventurers, uh, need to plan their next steps and they also need to, uh, resolve some personal issues as well, I think. Um, so you guys have just finished, uh, retrieving the bounty puck, getting that information. Um, you are kind of exiting now um, the Starlight Bars building and uh, are kind of in the lobby, ready to go out into the street. What would you guys like to do? Where would you like to go? It's up to you. I think we decided to go somewhere last episode. We're going on the tea yeah. shop, I believe. I think we decided to go to the tea shop. I like tea. Tea's always good. So... Great. We'll head there. Um, awesome. So the uh, the solar swirl is also in 500 Republica. So it's only like about 10 blocks through this like vast cyberpunk cityscape to get there. Um, I'm just going to say that you guys uh, start, start walking there because it is within like maybe a 20 minute walk. Um, and as you do so, light rain starts falling um, from the gray skies overhead. Uh, L is just um, walking awkwardly. I was going to say like several points where they were probably about to say something and then thought better of it and didn't. I just put my hood up for now to cover myself from the rain. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Rob is like walking between them. <laughs> He's like, so uh, you guys know each other. It's a long story. I got time. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm going like, to put up like a, a press the button on my helmet that makes like a little umbrella pop out of my Mandalorian helmet and just kind of put my hands in my pockets and keep walking in silence. <laughs> um, wait, you're you've built into your Mandalorian. Are you serious? Do you, it's, do you yeah, want that it's, to be It's like canon? a little parasol. It's like beep. It's like to keep the rain off my helmet. Um, that's why it's so big. What we're gonna do just to to see if that's real or not? Can you go ahead and make me a technology check? <laughs> oh hell yeah! It's gonna I'm gonna get a one. It's gonna be like activate go go Mandalorian coffee maker or something stupid. All right. Oh good, forgot intelligence. <laughs> so technology is under intelligence, which I have very low. So let's um. All right, that's a six. <laughs> um. Well, okay, so Brahma certainly did not have the uh, technology or intelligence required to to ad hoc manufacture an umbrella <laughs> dispenser from the top of his helmet. Um, so I like to think that instead of that, Rama just gave up and like put in a full sized umbrella in the like rocket launcher slot in his Mandalorian <laughs> like, backpack armor. Since you you haven't had like the control panel or like the actual ammunition to use that for quite some time, so you just have an umbrella. Right. In that kind of tube slot on your back that you can use if you want. I wonder what level I get rockets at. That'd be great. Um, and I'm just gonna walk in silence. <laughs> okay. Very brooding walk. Um, <laughs> uh, as you guys are kind of walking through the city, you're splashing um, through the quickly accruing puddles. Um, there are uh, some droids and some people that are kind of zooming around the streets. This part of the city is very clean. Um, it's well-maintained. Um, there's only been a few spots where you cross alleys and you see some, like, street urchins and homeless people. It's only if you start looking closer that some of the facade of this place's opulence kind of shimmers and you kind of see that there's still the same like underbelly and problems of poverty um in detritus around um 500 republica as is everywhere else in the city but it's just better manicured here um as you guys proceed onto your walk uh you turn a corner and you notice um a large uh cottage um that is on a mid-level of a high skyscraper um, and it is a red brick cottage with a wooden frame and like a what looks like a like a wooded slatted roof that is like protruding out of like a middle level of one of these mega towers and you notice it right away because it stands out so completely um, from the rest of like the technolo like technology and like sleek um, aesthetic of the rest of the city around it um and you notice a uh, big sign with a teacup on it that is just under the landing that like protrudes out from the building that says the solar swirl yeah um i just walk up continue walking up and in it's a very yeah. exciting start to the episode yeah i'm gonna <laughs> awkward I'm tension gonna... we love it <laughs> continue as well <laughs> okay um Actually, I'm going to have all of you roll me um, perception checks. Oh, good, good, because I'm so good at those. 17. After the modifier, that's a three. Uh, the, the, my umbrella doesn't work. It got rain in my visor or something. I don't know. Like... <laughs> okay, 16. 16. Okay, so uh, Rama doesn't notice, but... Um, Akala and L, you two both see um a like what looks like an interstellar like combat ship um like kind of in the shape of an x-wing except it doesn't have the branching um wings that come out in the cross behind it rather it is more rounded towards the back um and has just one set of flat wings that are painted yellow and black and that's leaving the solar swirl probably the hive yeah it does it does look like an interstellar like combat ship like it has like rounded wings that go like all the way around it in like a bulbous body in the center and like you can clearly see like guns are attached to it 
um, but it's painted yellow and black, and that's leaving the bar, or not the bar. It's leaving the solar swirl, the tea shop, the um, tea bar. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so, assume you guys won't continue in. Um, the uh, tea shop itself is actually like you know, mid- like I said, like midway through this mega tower. So it's, I mean, it is still high up. It is like sixty floors suspended above. Uh, the ground floor and that's not even like halfway up this huge tower so you guys um, enter the lobby it it works you know much like many other like buildings in you know crowded cities like there's a lobby that you can take like elevators to to get to various businesses Um, you see that the solar swirl um, uh, is like listed on the elevator tab and you guys go right up <laughs> the what what's playing in in the elevator is you can't tell me it's jeopardy is it is it i feel like it's it's space jazz again space or jeopardy jeopardy is it music <laughs> is it space music <laughs> um it is it is well it is and it isn't um you know humans still exist in, in star wars you know coruscant's the home planet so the musical taste that inspired the theme to Jeopardy still exists deep within the human <laughs> DNA. Um, and it is just a very simple. Um, it is a part of us at our core. Yeah, it'll always it come back around. There's, there's aliens who are like, the humans need lo-fi beats to function in awkward silence or else they will kill each other. Listen, lo-fi hip-hop beats are the only reason that I've graduated college. Um, <laughs> certified fact. Um, okay. So uh, you guys just stand around awkwardly in the elevator, listening to some lo-fi hip-hop uh, while you guys get to <laughs> <laughs> while you guys get to uh, the solar swirl. The elevator doors open, and before you is the most densely packed bookshop that you've ever seen. It's just shelves upon shelves of books that are overflowing from bins and from a top you know like other precarious perches there's also just strange one-off artifacts um like strange art figurines and stuff scattered throughout um this like opening room that has just you know been uh unveiled to you from this elevator and you hear a uh, a sweet melodic robotic voice um from somewhere behind this haze of books say Hello, my name is Rosie. Welcome to my shop. I kind of look at the other two, and do y'all say anything? I'm, I'm, I'm probably like just looking at all these books, being like, I've never seen so many books ever. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I'm just distracted, staring. I'm probably overwhelmed by how many people there are. Just a little bit. All oh, right. sorry. There isn't a lot of people. It's packed with books. Like it oh. is a densely packed shop with the actual books and figurines. It, okay. You can't tell if there's any if there's anybody else in here. Actually. Oh, okay, okay. Um, um, there's also like potted plants and like other like fauna that seem to be growing just like around kind of the edges of the shop. Like there's kind of like a. This is a very new age, packed bookshop in a very like forward technologically progressed setting got it yes please mind the mess i haven't had very much good help lately and i've been doing a lot of things myself and she like you don't see her yet but you like hear a giant like as like something heavy has been moved from place to place rosie do you suppose we could have a tour of your bookshop here oh sure just uh come around the uh the shelves on the other side to the counter and i can show you around a little bit do so. Um, great. You guys kind of like step over some some crates of books and go around a couple shelves. Um, and this uh, very human-looking droid is on the other side of this counter. Um, she uh, has so in terms of color palette, she ha- her primary color is like a pale kind of porcelain white, um, and her face instead of being like a metallic kind of abstracted droid face actually looks like a porcelain mask of a person except for the eyes which are still led lights that can like narrow and like show expression but other than that her face is like a complete like porcelain mask essentially um and then 
there's other parts of her body that have that same white porcelain paint on it, but like uh, notably on her chest and on her thighs um, and on her arms, instead of it being porcelain, it's actually like metal plating that looks more like protective armor than it does like decorative. Like it doesn't look like battle armor, but it's very clear that it's made of sterner stuff than like most droids are made of. Um, and then for the accent and color are like rose gold metal filings like in her rivets and like in between her joints and stuff like that. She looks at um, all of you and says, oh, another group of three sketchy looking folks. Um, you three don't really look like you're here for books or tea. I, I I wouldn't say no to some tea. Yeah, I actually. honestly, I, I we can kill two stones with one bird here. I'd I'd love some tea. I don't think that that's the expression, but I take your meaning. Let me put the kettle on. And she moves like to the left side of the counter where there's like a small tea brewing station. She starts brewing some water. Um, there is like a glass. The counter itself is like glass, and like underneath it, you can see are like a vast variety of different teas and herbs that. Um, can be made into tea there's just like normal like green and black tea and then you also see like hundreds of varieties of other alien teas on this long counter you also um l why don't you give me a uh perception check five five um this place is so cluttered with different books and scrolls and plants and like boxes that you just like it's hard for you to discern like any real details of what you're looking at of like what even like type of different literature this droid is selling and stuff like that um so she guys brews you some tea and says i'm sorry if that was rude just now um you see a couple of folks just came in here very rude and asking about a friend of mine and it kind of put me off oh that's uh that's too bad. Um I assume this is a friend who has disappeared recently. Um she is like uh you know, like she was like pouring water into a kettle as you were talking and she like very like robotically looks over to you and tilts her head and says Yes, in fact so. So you are also looking for Oko. Uh yeah, she's uh a friend of a very close friend of mine as well. Uh, just wanted to see her home safe. Mm. And I suppose one million credits on the line had nothing to persuade you to take up this cause. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you, ma'am. I'd have taken it either way, but a million credits is not bad either. Um, that was honest. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to roll a... Um perception check for Rosie to see if she believes you. Let's see, what is what is your charisma? Uh, 19. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, I'm trying Technically, to... Technically, my passive persuasion would be 14. Okay. Unless you wanted me to roll a persuasion check. No, that's fine. Okay. She easily uh, beats the DC. Um, okay, so she, she believes you. Um, I see. Well, you seem like a nice enough sort, I suppose. You haven't knocked over any books yet, which is one thing. Um, who are you? And she looks at uh, you, Rama, um, and your armor. I, you are more look, you look more like the people that were just in here. What about you? Are you looking for Oko out of the grace of your own heart, or for other reasons? <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm here because I, I owe a debt, and I want to fulfill it so I can be a free Mandalorian. Interesting. I'm gonna, like, give a thumbs up. <laughs> she pours all three of you tea, um, and what about you? Would you like some tea? And she hands a cup to Akala as well. I would love some tea. Thank you. Um, as she gives you the cup, um, 
she looks at your shield, which is still on your back, and says, Now, I'm not very good at humanoid biology, but I don't believe that Tugrutans naturally have shells. And you would be correct. This is just for protection only. And I lift my robe just a, just a tiny bit just to show her that something's there and that she has nothing to worry about. Um, as soon as you like lift the shield, um, you see that her LED eyes like narrow to points um, at your shield. And she says, hmm, that is a most interesting looking object. May I examine it more closely? I am a procurer of rare and interesting goods, and I would love to appraise it. I... It's very near and dear to my heart, actually. I would prefer if it stayed with me. I don't mean any offense by that. It's just very important to me. I see. And you should know that Oko is also important to me. So, with that in mind, what exactly is it that you want from me? Uh, I think what we were hoping to get is any insight to, I don't know, if she was here last, if she was worried about someone following her, if you noticed anyone else in the store who seemed interested with her, if there's a place she might have gone, uh, just any information that you think could help us identify where she might be. Um, she looks at you three kind of very discerningly. Um, you all kind of get the impression that this droid is not very keen on the idea of handing over information about her friend. Um, she says, I want to be very clear. I don't know who may have taken Oko. I am concerned about certain things that she had talked to me about before she disappeared. But I'm faced with myself a conundrum. I don't know who you three really are aligned with. And I suspect that there are things at play here that are larger than any singular group of bounty hunters. I think that's a reasonable assumption. So so where does that leave you? Um, she steeples her robotic fingers in front of her um, and says, Each of you has concealed something about yourselves. This makes me not feel like I should necessarily trust you with something that um, could be sensitive information. So I would like to give you all an opportunity to perhaps demonstrate what you're capable of. Wouldn't you be interested in perhaps assisting me with a favor? Absolutely. Count me in. Anything you may need. Sure thing. Okay. Um, she looks you all up and down one last time. Um, she reaches under um, a part of a bookshelf that you can't see and flips a switch. Um, the front doors of the shop shutter close with metal curtains behind you guys. The windows also do the same and shutter down. Like... So now there's like no seeing in and out of the shop. Um, and I she, put my hand on my staff. <laughs> can I? Yeah, can, I'm gonna get both my hands on my not, blaster holsters. Not like subtly, uh, in a in a way, but like slowly reaching for it. Like, what are you? What's going on here? Please don't be alarmed. This is just to maintain privacy and security. Um, she then goes over to a separate bookshelf that is on like uh, the side of the wall that is like perpendicular to the entrance to the shop, and she pulls a book this time. The bookshelf itself slides, revealing another elevator. Awesome! I want um, some of these bookshelves. <laughs> want some of these elevators? <laughs> she she steps into the elevator um, and gestures with a robotic hand uh, to come uh, and join her.
Please don't be afraid. <laughs> so you guys, do you guys join her? Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and um yeah next week's gonna be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen they may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um and we're just kind of working around our schedule um so they might not happen for a few weeks we're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. You all are taking this in stride. This is good. Um, she hits a button as you guys enter and you guys start slowly descending. Um, you three seem somewhat genuine, so I will trust you with a little bit of information about who I am. The store that we just exited is mostly a facade. We are going to my true place of business momentarily. There is a problem in one of my workshops that I need somebody of uh, keening eyes and discerning taste to examine. Um, and as you descend, um, you... Uh, so, like, the doors of the elevator, right, are closed. You're descending, you feel a stop, they open again, and you guys are standing on um, a platform with a metal railing that is overlooking what looks to be um, a huge like subterranean garage filled with speeders and guns and like military grade weapons, 
droids, there's assembly tables um, filled with half-completed inventions and other um, like half-alive or like half-operating like droids, essentially. Um, Rosie um, exits the elevator and says, Welcome to my actual shop. Um, yeah, and just kind of gestures broadly to her menagerie of uh, weapons and droids. It's a nice place you got here. How long you been doing this kind of thing? I wouldn't look it, but I've actually been in business for about 15 years now at this point. I am, according to my calculations, one of the, if not the richest, droid to have ever lived on Coruscant. Mind you, droids don't typically make money, so it's not a high bar. <laughs> so who is your main clientele here? This is why I was somewhat reluctant to reveal information. I mostly sell these weapons and droids to people that, um need them, but can't procure them from others. And she looks a little bit, like, shifty about saying that. Like, she wasn't sure quite how to put that. Was, um, was Oko involved in any of this? Not particularly, but we'll get to that in a second. Please follow me. Um, and she leads you down a set of stairs to now, like, the ground floor of the garage. She leads you past a couple speeders um, and a couple spaceships. You see um, like a modified version of an X-Wing that's parked there. You see a couple just like land speeders. Um, and you see like a, there's a ton of droids um, roaming around. Um, like little like cleaning droids. Some of them, others are like more like sophisticated mechanical droids that are like working on different machines and like... Um, cleaning different weapons and stuff that are running around so there's like a lot of like you know just like droids like discussing like noises that like you can't really interpret but just a lot of like and you like shit like that that's going on all around that was so cute uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um go ahead all of you as well uh make me um a perception check I know we're doing a lot of those today. There's just a lot to look at. 22. Uh, eight. All right. That is a uh, non-natural one. That's We got to stop making wisdom rolls, guys. No, I'm good at wisdom. Keep them, keep them coming. <laughs> so bad. Um, okay. So on the 22 um, perception, um, you notice a couple of things. Um, one, there are no... Um, organic humanoids anywhere in this garage besides you three. Second, most of these droids that you see running around have had extensive modifications to them to where you're recognizing like, oh, that R2 droid is an R2 droid, but it, it has like mechanical arms grafted onto it that it wouldn't normally have. And like, oh, like that protocol droid is like modified to have like weapons attached to it, essentially making it a combat droid when it normally would not. And like, oh, like or, uh, Rosie herself is probably a protocol droid that has, has been extensively modified to act the way she is. You also do notice too that like, okay, there's all these droids. Rosie is apparently the one responsible for them. How, like, that's a question. How did Rosie become, like, independent of whoever created her? Um, you also notice that as you guys progress through the garage going by, the, by these different things, Akala, you hear um, something, like, swing from the linoleum lights, like, at the top of the garage and, like, hide on different landings and shadows and stuff like that. Um, and it just sounds like metal hitting metal and, like, something is, like, following you guys from, like, above you, like, through rafters and shit. Um, you also notice <laughs> that you guys are approaching a large domed energy shield. 
I guess, so I don't notice any of that, because I got, like, a one. Do I notice at least the energy shield, or am I, you like... Notice, yeah, so everybody notices <laughs> okay. the energy shield. Um, goes, I probably just... just, like, hear clanging noises, and I'm like, that's weird, but, you know, a lot I, of metal here. I, I guess be, like, yes. rubbing... The, the the visor on my helmet or something like trying to like it's really it's really steamy down here so the yeah, steam is yeah, fogging yeah, up exactly <laughs> I can't see shit what's going on M what's going on um, yeah there there is like a lot of steam being produced just from like various like welding shit and stuff that's going on so Rosie are you the one who makes all these modifications hmm oh um. Yes, more about myself would probably be helpful. So, basically, I run this enterprise where I am creating droids and weapons and procuring ships and armaments to provide services for various people. Many of these droids I had found either broken or discarded and improved and repaired them to be... My helpers. I see. Uh, do we have someone following us as well? And I kind of gesture up to the to the one swinging above us. Um, she cocks her head up to where you point and says, Oh, yes, he's a bit temperamental. Uh, it would be best to just ignore him until he calms down a bit. Uh, I, I was going to wonder, so um, after... Uh, Akala points out all the, the modifications. I can, I guess I've cleared the steam out and I can see X wings and R two D twos with arms and stuff. Um, I like, I'd like to, to ask. Um, <clears throat> so you said you, you give this stuff to, to people who can't procure it by other means. Is that they can't procure it by other means because they don't have the credits or because they can't legally? There's a difference. One of these ways, you're like a non-profit arms dealer, like the Salvation Army or something. The other way, you're a... That was a bad joke. The other way, you're a... Um, no, that's Rose, right. Rose, Rosie actually, Rose, <laughs> Rosie actually laughs when you say non-profit arms dealer. Um, and she... Because <laughs> the alternative is a black market arms dealer, like so it's that. up to you. It's, it's, is it legal, not legal? What do you mean they can't procure them? Yeah, uh, Rama, it's it's illegal. Like, you don't become the wealthiest droid on Coruscant by doing legal stuff. No judgment, ma'am, but... Oh, I did not even infer judgment. Oh, okay. I do not have a firm grasp of... Morality. droid moral codes, so... <laughs> uh, oh! Well, she kind of furrows her brow and she says, I understand that that might be a concerning statement. I do value life, but I don't really care about laws. That's fair enough. That's the way it should be. That that bothers Akala in her head, but she's <laughs> gonna zip it. <laughs> uh, I respect <laughs> trying that. Trying to save a girl, trying to save a girl. <laughs> Focus on the mission. Um, she says, um, Yes, so what I meant earlier about there being forces at play... You, I have to be careful about who I give information to, because if I give information to the wrong people, then suddenly I could be telling a very powerful organization about the whereabouts of somebody that I value. And that naturally would be a conflict of interest, of my interests. Um, and... Uh... You guys kind of arrive in front of this dome. Um, she gestures to it and says... Elle just gives a sideways glance at Akala. <laughs> but then goes back. Um, so uh, she shows you this dome shield. It's like the shimmering blue um, energy shield around three figures that are sitting and spazzing the fuck out so the you what you're looking at behind this dome are three you're looking at three ig86 assassin class droids um if to paint a picture these droids um are very like bare bones in terms of like flair um they have kind of these standard like piston metal droid uh arms and legs they have kind of that tin bucket head that rotates. There was an IG-86 droid in... Um, Rogue One, the Mandalorian, right? 
Or no, in Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, in Rogue One. That's the model droid we're looking at. Um, all of these uh, droids, um, one of their uh, left arms, like each one of their left arms is modified to essentially be attached mechanically to a like long-barreled laser rifle um, so they can like move it around freely like with just like moving one arm but they typically like hold it in two hands um each one of them is like sitting like back to back to back and they are restrained by like metal coiled rope um and each one of them is resisting violently and spasmodically their restraints and they are like throwing their heads like back and forth and stretching like their arms against these metal bonds and clearly freaking the fuck out and like moving in ways that like droids don't typically move like they're really like spasming out um inside this shield um rosie says like you know like gestures to these droids and basically says this is the problem I wanted you all to look at. Those droids look broke. I'm guessing they're unwelcome guests. You would, uh, you're correct, Al. These droids do look broke. Akala, these are not unwelcome guests. These are actually droids that I have created. What happened was I lent these three droids to protect the, uh, Let's just say the residence of a wealthy patron of mine. That house was broken into, and these droids had been altered in a way that I don't fully understand. The buyer was very upset that these droids didn't detect the intruder, and was very disturbed by their behavior. So I offered him a full refund and retrieved these droids, but I have not been able to figure out what mechanical issue is plaguing them? Uh, I'm, I'm not really much of an engineer. I, I can't speak to the others here. I dropped out of school when I was a teenager. Gonna roll two d20s right quick. <laughs> I have a plus zero to technology. <laughs> <laughs> you built a lightsaber I know, shield! but that was a very specific thing. <laughs> um, she looks at you guys and says... I don't get this wrong, but I could have told you immediately that I am a far more skilled engineer and have a far greater understanding of technology than either of the three of you when you first walked in. Let me just show you why I'm having a difficult time with this problem. She goes over to a control panel over to her left. Um, again, so this is kind of like a dome in the center of this garage. So there's like a lot of space around the center of this dome where like droids have cleared out and like things have been moved. She goes over to a panel and um, deactivates the shield by half. So the dome comes down, but there is still like a shield barrier. Um, it becomes immediately apparent that this shield was also blocking any audio from going past its barrier. All three of these droids are spazzing, and as they are, they are saying, The dark will ride, the dark will, the dark, the darkness, the, 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 darkness, the, the, the darkness will rise. See, I didn't program them to do that, and they haven't found anything wrong with their circuitry. So you can see why I'm a bit confused. That's downright disturbing. Is there an equivalent of like an arcana check that I can make to see if these things have been uh, same, like affected by the force Next. at all? Can I make I, a force check? Yeah, force yes, check. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think is that the what it replaces it because I was gonna have you guys make an arcana check anyway, but is that what uh, it replaces? Well, I just don't see arcana. No, there on is here. no arcana. There's lore. also no force. Yeah, maybe. I think. Uh, it'd be similar to lore, or, or you could would it have just us be... just roll with our force casting yeah, modifier. Force casting. Yeah. And maybe proficiency. I hope we get a net 20 with no Cause modifier. Because, yeah, there's... I'm, I'm guessing lore <laughs> is history. Um, yeah. yeah. What I'm going to have you do, we're going to invent the force skill that is the equivalent of arcana. Mm -hmm. Um... So, yes. Um, so just, like, make a note. When I say, like, force check, that's going to be... You're, you, if you guys are 
I, well, I'm assuming our, uh, both L and Aqua would be proficient in that, considering that you guys are both force yeah. casters. Yeah. Um, L, you're going to roll uh, that Arcana check as a uh, Charisma check, since that's what you use to manipulate the force. That's the, the stat that you use um, for your force casting. Um, so you'll roll that as a, a Charisma skill, um, and then Aqua will roll that force um, check as a Wisdom skill. Um Rama, you can you can make whatever check you want, buddy, and just like hard of the cards it. So, <laughs> so we're doing uh, force casting plus proficiency, or no? Um, you. So, what do you guys want to do specifically? I just want to. I want to feel try it. and see if I can get a sense yeah. of dark influence on these and how it might have affect infected it. Yeah, same. I I would like to maybe search my my uh my memory to think if i can find if i've seen something like this before like uh basically if or maybe i remember from a battle or a war or something like that these are battle droids behaving weirdly and just i guess a, a plus zero no proficiency lore check um yeah i'll let you just make a flat lore check um all right that's a 10 plus zero that's 10 10 um, um yeah, yeah so i was yeah, so you two will just roll. Um, is the wait? So why were you so asking just, to roll with casting proficiency just for lulls, or is that an actual rule that I should be? No. So basically, she's asking like, do you just want us to add our spell casting ability modifier? So just add wisdom and just as charisma, or also add our proficiency bonus on, on, top, on of top of that? It. Oh. Because um, for me, it's a difference of plus three to plus five. Go ahead and add the proficiency with the spellcasting bonus. Sure. Got it. Okay. In that case, I have a twenty-two. Oh, I have twenty-two. An eleven. Oh. <laughs> Rip. That's um, what you get with all your book learning. Yeah, I, <laughs> I haven't. I don't uh, have any real world experience yet. <laughs> Rama on a ten lore check. Um, you, you They're fought. robots. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of like droids are fucked. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Like, you fought against plenty of droids. You've never seen them act quite like this. Usually when they get fucked with, they just break and stop working. Um, so you're not sure what this is. Um, on uh, on 11, Akala, it's the same thing. Like, you reach out with the Force, and, like, you do, like, feel like there is something going on here. But, like, you can't, like, get a handle on what this is. Like, it's just, like, too much, like, information between them spazzing out and, like, trying to reach out. You can't really concentrate. Um, L, on a 22, you realize right away that a very powerful force practitioner has not, like, just fucked with, like, the circuitry of these robots. Some, like, somebody has, like, manipulated the, like, mind in like a capital M sort of way of these droids. Like that like their consciousness has been altered. Oh, I assume I do not know how to fix that. Um I'm I'm going to ask uh Rosie, right? Um are are they dangerous? Do they do they attack if you go near or do they just spaz around? Um, no, they're quite dangerous. They've got sniper rifles attached to their left arms. Oh, good. Oh, right, right, right. That's why I have them tied up. Um, I can't guarantee your safety if you approach them, but honestly, at this point, if you can't fix them, I would kind of prefer you to just, like... And she, like, makes a gesture with her hand, like, cutting across her own throat. Um, it, it looks like there's some, um, I mean, obviously darkness is apparent in uh the way they talk but it it looks like something has severely fucked them up uh on a very deep level um where'd you find these i can't disclose too much about my uh patrons but these were lent to a wealthy and powerful person who ordered them for extra security. They were concerned ahead of time that somebody might come and try to steal something from them. They did not elaborate, so I lent them these droids, who were sent to guard a 
specific locale that I'm not aware of. Uh, did they let you know if they're... Are they still in possession of their item or thing, uh, to your knowledge? Um, the person that ordered the drone, or ordered the droids, I, I got the impression by the tone of their voice when they told me that the drones or were... When they told me that the droids were malfunctioning, that they were quite upset. I think that whoever may have messed with the droids may have also stolen whatever they were protecting. We could know more about what happened if we were able to somehow cure them of this malady and get close enough to retrieve their memory banks. Uh, I, I may be able to, to help. Um... Akla might need to borrow your shield. I'll be coming with you. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, clunk comfortably at a distance. Um. Okay. Um. What I'm gonna have us do real quick. Um. You're not in combat yet. Um. I would like everybody to roll initiative. Akalai ain't just giving her shield to L right now. No way. I, Absolutely I don't know what's your lightsaber. Not. I don't know what's your lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it could be, but like, I don't know for certain. I mean, if L can put two and two together. Yeah. That's a 15. Probably just asking to ask. Uh, that's a 10 for me. It's an eight for me. <laughs> it's the 10 for me. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so this is the order in which you guys, I'm going to have you guys move through actions to try to approach and interact with these droids. Um, I'm gonna let you know that, like, each thing that you try is going to have a risk associated with it. Like, if you, you know, slip up, um, trying to handle them, or if you're too rough with, like, how you're trying to, like, use the force against them, there is a chance that things could go bad quickly. So I'm just gonna let you know that that's a, a present risk carried through the things that you guys are going to be trying to do. So we'll start with Akala. Um, what would you like to do about these droids? Um, well, first I'm going to very slowly, as not to alarm anyone, take out my shield, um, just to have it on my arm. Um, and I'm trying to like, no, I'll just, uh, I will inch up as L inches up to them. Not doing anything yet. Okay, and you haven't activated your shield, right? No, 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 no. It's not okay. on. Yeah. Um, Alright, so Agla just creeps up uh, next to L, holding her shield somewhat protectively out in front of her. Um, L, what would you like to do? Okay, I have a question. Okay. So, if I have something that works on a beast or humanoid, uh, my channel the Force... Can I? I know they're like droids, but like, can I do this to try and neutralize the? You said they have consciousness. The, poise, the poison or disease of their mind. <laughs> um, what power specifically are you trying to use on? Uh, lend aid. It's one of my channel. Uh, the force. And what is the language of that say? As a bonus action, you can expend a use of your channel of the force and touch a beast or humanoid within five feet of you. That creature regains hit points equal to your guardian level and your modifier. Alternatively, if the beast or humanoid is poisoned or diseased, you neutralize that poison or disease. If more than one poison or disease afflicts the target, you neutralize one poison or disease that you know is present, or you neutralize one at random. Um, okay, um, so... I will... Yes, you can, so you can make the attempt. You can only attempt on one of the three robots. Right. Um... And you're going to have to... Normally, you wouldn't have to roll for that correctly. You could just do that with Channel Divinity, or would you have to roll? Um, usually, you wouldn't have to roll now. Okay, so what we're going to do is, since that there there is a high-level, like, Alter Mind spell, like, being cast upon them, I'm going to have you roll for it. You do add your Force Casting um, uh, modifier to it. It's gonna be tough. Okay, you you don't have to set a DC right now. I did not make it. <laughs> well, what'd you roll? Uh, that's a nine. 
Ooh, uh, you, <laughs> uh, you reach out um, with your hand. Um, where do you like try to like touch one of these droids that are like spasming? Probably on like if they're tied up, probably like on the shoulder, arm, adjacent piece of the droid. The non-gun, um, the non-gun one. <laughs> yeah, ideally not the gun. Uh, I'd like to not put myself right in front of the sniper gun. Um, so you reach out and touch one of these droids on their right shoulder. Yeah. Um, and for a moment, the droid stops spazzing and then turns to you and looks you directly into the eyes and a different voice comes through. That's not the droid's voice that only you hear. And it tells you, darkness is not far. And then it starts spazzing again. Okay. Uh, that's not good at all. Um... Rama, your turn. <laughs> so all, all I saw was just it is just it stop, and I didn't hear darkness as far. So I see this droid stop, look at <laughs> at uh, at L, and then just get back to spasming for a second. Yes. That's, that's horrifying. Um, I'm going to proceed at a distance. Um, and I wonder, do I have... Um, do I have any sort of, like, a, a like basic AI assistant with me? I doubt. Yeah, I, I don't know if... I, I, it wouldn't be as sophisticated as the one on the ship, for sure. But do you have, like... Um, no. Like so you could scanner. send messages to the AI in your ship, but that AI is not present in any system, like, on your person. Got it. Um, if that's something I... that you'd want, you, that's something that you could certainly talk to Rosie maybe about procuring. I I don't think I have the cash. <laughs> I'm really poor. Um, all right, so I'm going to, like, take out, like, a scanner object that... Um, I would have like a like you're the equivalent of a cell phone camera and see if I like record it briefly and could I send beam that to the ship AI? Um, yeah. So specifically, do you want to just take a recording or do you want to try to like do like a like an identifying like scan? Like I, it won't be anything too sophisticated, but it depends if you're trying to just like now like what are you trying to look for exactly? Uh, I just want to see. I just want to ask the AI if uh, she's seen this at all, or if uh, she's seen if she if she has anything in the ship logs about seeing this, or is there anything she could tell me? Um, sure. Yeah. So you just like basically snap like a cell phone video of it. You send it to uh, your ship, um, which is currently undergoing repairs. Um, you get just like a, a basically like a ping from your ship's AI um, that says. Hello, I'm currently being maintenance. Please stand by while, I, while maintenance is finished, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Hold on. Just please tell me we changed the hold music. Please tell me we changed the hold music. No! <laughs> no! Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up and then be like. Um. <sighs> <laughs> A few minutes later, Rama, or like a few moments later, rather, you do get a message from your ship AI that's just like, this is, uh, uh, there are no records of this sort of joint behavior in my logs. Um, tonight I'm gonna say, <clears throat> do you think, uh, I got nothing. Sorry, I, I might, I might have to ask your help later. Okay, and. And, she and, just blips. Enjoy the hospital. Do you want flowers or something? Just, just wondering. Uh, do you, do you buy ships flowers? Um, <laughs> you kind of just like get the like AI equivalent of like the like writing a message dots that like appear <laughs> and then like disappear <laughs> and then appear again. Right at seven oh five p.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. You do get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you don't really get a firm response either way there. Okay. Um, so since we're in initiative, all this is kind of happening like consecutively. Rama just finished his short conversation with his ship's AI. The two droids that L did not touch suddenly like flex their robot arms once more and stop spasming 
as if whatever you get the impression that their minds are still all like altered but they stop spazzing and they hulk out of their metal constraints and stand up and now combat has begun and that is where we're going to end the session You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.